0: Who's the person you turn to when you need advice, the person who gives you confidence and strength, the person who's been your biggest support, the person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly?
1: For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore.
0: Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond—from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and, in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers, mothers and Daughters, daughters Podcast.
1: Podcast. Hello. Hi, Hi, Del. How are you? Good. How are good. you? You over good? my cold. That's good. Yes, we're a bit worried. Yes, I it thought I had COVID. COVID. Close call. Clients had COVID, and I thought I had a cold. And I they rang me, and I'm like, "Okay, it might I get be COVID." A, yeah, and then yeah. I was like,
0: "Oh great, knowing this, this is just like I'll go into labour over this, but I didn't, so it was good.
1: No, all good. It wasn't COVID, <laughs> just wasn't COVID, just coronavirus.
0: So didn't go into labour. So we're all we're all good now. Yes, back on track. Back on track. Yes, <laughs> for now. Thankfulness. Yes, for the for the.
1: Foreseeable future anyway, for the next two weeks anyway. We'll see how we go. Yes. And hopefully you'll be okay in hospital, as you've been told. Unfortunately, in hospital, you don't 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 stay stay for long. No.
0: Yeah, I won't be staying for very long if I can help it. But anyway, hopefully everything goes well. We'll keep you updated on
1: the process. Yes, you'll have to be doing your social media from hospital. (laughs) My husband will love that. Anyway, this week... We're very
0: lucky. We had Jane and Gabby, who are uh, incredible.
1: Doesn't quite cover it, I, I don't know. think. It's sort of after after our recording with them. It's like, oh my god! It's like, like what did I do li- today? Yes, Nothing. our lives seem so mundane, yeah. unadventurous. <laughs> you know, they 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 just such impressive yeah. people. Yes, and you know, for Gabby to be such a young yes. girl and achieve so much at her. And wanting to achieve young is and so continue. Yeah. And then her mother, Jane, who took it on. Yes. I mean, obviously she's come from a very long line of very fit. Fit people. You know, people yes. that obviously just, you know, just want that, not even necessarily adventure, because I don't think she necessarily knew that was in her. But you know the triathlons, and she likes to train clearly, yes, and have a focus.
0: So Jane and Gabby recently climbed Everest, as you do, yes,
1: as like we you go, do. Like we go to Westfield, they just climbed they Everest. They just
0: climbed Everest. I mean, Mum and I went for lunch recently, and I, we sat outside, and I said that's the most outdoorsy thing. We probably will ever do. I mean, sit in a park and eat lunch and they're climbing Everest. I know. But, you know, they are unique people as well. They are. And they have a very – look, it's it's not for the faint-hearted. And as you'll hear, Jane still has some symptoms of altitude sickness that she's still getting over very slowly, but she'll be okay. But she said she kind of hung up her – She's yeah, she gave she,
1: well, she said she'll
0: only climb up to eight thousand feet now, oh,
1: well, or, except only, except except she thought that she'd given it up, and then it's like,
0: oh, oh, I don't know, oh, I might maybe. do it again, maybe I'll just join Gabby for another one, and yeah, anyway, it's incredible what they went through, and the fact that they both got to sort of reach the summit at the same time, you'll hear yeah, that was very they, very interesting, how exciting that that was for them, and yeah, I mean, it's just an incredible story, she's also. It's not like Gabby's her only child. She actually has three others, mm. so she's a very dedicated
1: mum and climber. Is the best way to say it. I'll say, and and willing to also take on whatever her other children throw her as well. Yes, which is lovely. Yeah. I don't know whether they would be quite as adventurous as what Gabby threw her. Yeah. No, probably not.
0: But she's still very supportive of everything they do, and and Gabby wants to continue. She's on a gap year at the moment. Yeah, we were speaking to her from the UK. From the
1: UK. Fortunately, and, we um we had technical yes, that was a bit visual issues. Yes, but we saw her in the beginning, which was lovely. You know, to be able to see her, and then all we were doing was. Obviously, staring at a blank screen. Yeah, listening to her. Yes,
0: but she, you know, as as you'll hear from us, she does not look nineteen. Oh my gosh, she looks, looks so young. like twelve. <laughs> but she still managed to do that and has aspirations to climb, I think 14, 14. 14 peaks. Yes, in a year. Yes, and um, if anyone from Netflix is listening, I would jump on that because she's,
1: yeah, one to definitely one, determined,
0: and I think she will. One definitely to watch and one to follow. Yeah, yeah, she will most definitely achieve that because she is very determined and very driven. So, not only did she do the summit with her mum, she did another one that Jane didn't do on that Everest
1: climb. So, mm.
0: she's, um, anyway, a it, it,
1: it definitely is a very good listen. It is, it yeah. is. And
0: despite the Sydney weather at the moment, maybe it'll encourage everyone to.
1: Get out, and get climb out a bit more, but or I just or just get out. I don't want to get out in the weather. Get that's out adventurous. Out in the weather. That's
0: adventurous enough for well, for mum and I, anyway. Yes, that's that's about as well. Let's adventurous say, as we say getting. for
1: most normal, normal human beings as well.
0: For most, yeah, yes. for most, it's you know, that's enough. Yes, anyway. A slight hill, at least Sydney's quite hilly, so we're always doing some form of a, a climb, a climb. Yeah, right. If that's what you call it. Yeah, probably not for them. Anyway, enjoy. Can you both tell us a little bit about yourselves?
2: Mum, you can go
3: first. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'm Hi, I'm Jane. I've got mother of four kids. So, I'm a recent single mum of four kids. And Gabby is number two, so her older brother Sam's at uni up in Queensland, and then I've got two at school, so Joe's in year 11 and in year 9. Um, and, yeah, I work as an educator, so that's my job, working with dyslexic kids, and I also love painting too, so my other sort of hobby is doing portrait painting. So I, I tend to use, and then I'm a, a new...
1: Mount Newish, Mount <laughs> Gabby and I started that together. That's so
2: nice. Mm-hmm. I know.
1: Mm-hmm. Very
2: good Strange. on good she on your CV. The- <laughs> She's an amazing artist,
1: but she sell mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> you have to. You have to after a show yeah, us. Yeah, you of, have to show us some one of, of your, your paintings. Works, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: well, I was going to say I always used, I actually started Instagram to put my artwork on. Oh,
1: okay, have to follow it. And
3: uh, So I don't usually use it for family. So there's no, there's not all the kids' birthdays or pics like that. Mm. Um, And now it's become more mountaineering. So it's whatever I'm, my passion at the moment and then a lot of my painting and mountaineering overlap. So I'll usually do a fair bit of painting while I'm away, just watercolours and I turn them into oil paintings when I get home. But, and, um, and do
1: you sell them or, you, or they're just for your own private? I,
3: I love selling them, but I don't sell a lot of work. So that's why I call it a hobby. Mm. It um, yeah, doesn't sustain me, but it's, uh, I like to think I don't, don't need to monetize everything we do as much as I'd love to. Mm. I actually rather just like the process. Yes, yeah, so as a passion. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: a good outlet.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Over to you, Gabby. Oh.
2: Um, Okay, so I'm Gabby, I'm 19, I just finished high school last year in November and obviously with mum we just did Everest and Lhotse so I do, I guess, mountaineering Um, and I'm currently in Europe at the moment taking the summer over here to travel around with friends go to beaches, just have a nice holiday, essentially. Um, yeah, I'm one of kids, the naughty one, <laughs> one <some> would say. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm very social. I love always being with my friends, always going out, having fun. Um, yeah, that's, I suppose, what... What
0: there is to me. I was going to say that's a lot for 19 years considering most people will never. (laughs) Do
1: it in a lifetime. Like
0: even if they want to scale Everest, they won't, but most people just wouldn't have that on their list of things to do and you've already checked that off at 19. So I think that's pretty impressive.
1: Thank you. I'll say. And, Jane, what's it been like uh, for you, you know, raising four children and working? I mean, your life must be so busy.
3: Yeah, uh, well, I worked up until um, having the fourth. So I I used to work in architecture, so as a drafter, and I had a business selling software doing training and support. And when I had the fourth one, I actually realised I worked for a Maybe half a year, and it was just too much to juggle. The phone would ring, and I would be hoping it was not a client. So I thought that's not a good sign. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So I took time. I actually had been home with the kids for years. Um, and when Anna, the youngest, finished primary school, I went back into work at that point. But before that, I've actually been really heavily involved in volunteering. So mm. I'm on a number of social justice committees. Uh, so, and then, we did the school committee, the flipping pancakes and mm. doing book fairs and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm on another committee. Oh, I'm on a school board but not for the kids' schools. It's a, a board for refugee and asylum seeker women. So that's where my other, that's sort of what kept me busy up until returning to work now. So I retrained in education. I was
0: going to say yeah. having four kids alone is, an, is, is a job and a half and then mm. on top of that volunteering, being so involved in the kids' school, and then also deciding to go back to school, become an educator, climb a mountain. I, I, and you're very underselling your, <laughs> your skills. Capab- yeah, your skills and capabilities,
1: I'll <laughs> say.
3: Yeah. On. Okay, so I'm a typical uh, woman. I also have imposter syndrome. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. We mo- Most of us do, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So certainly being having the, the time at home allowed me to do all of those things. But I, I have a number of friends. I've got at least three or four friends who have five kids. So I oh. constantly look at them and say, oh, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so whoever's got one more than what you've got always looks harder. But I think we're all doing the same job. So certainly when you've got four kids, you, um, you're evened out. So you'll find that you're outnumbered. Jordana in a few
0: weeks' time. Yeah, it's interesting. I have heard that a little bit yeah. that three, like having the odd number, isn't always good. You need sort of a bit more of a balance. So we will see. This is a third boy, so we'll see if yeah, if if I've got the energy to go for a fourth and hopefully a girl, a girl. No <laughs> offense to my three other boys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As I say, well, a lot of balance in your family with. Two, two boys, two girls.
3: Yeah. Gabby, can you remember what you used to say after we had Anna and someone would ask, are you having another one? Oh, I think you're frozen. So the kids would say to me, oh, well, your pattern is boy, girl, boy, girl. Mm. So you'll get another boy. So then <laughs> no. A, it was, uh, so it was like, no, no. Boy.
1: Yeah. you you, you yeah. did it. You did it extremely well. Mm, I think it's oh we lost Gabby
3: for oh, a sec. anyway
0: we'll we'll link back up with her in a sec so that'll be fine but um yeah it's it's funny when you say that it balances back out with four a friend of mine who has three said exactly the same thing she's not having four but she was like I think you'll be better off balancing with four mm. and I was like Okay, I don't really know. Let's just get through the third and then we'll see about having yeah.
1: four. Yeah. Although yeah. other
0: people have advised just to get a dog. We'll, oh, we'll see. I don't, I, yeah. I don't think But my husband won't agree to that, so yeah. I don't yeah. know if we're we'll doing that yeah. either.
3: The other thing I found is that the more children I had, the more people would ask how many more children I'm going to have.
1: Oh, really? They kept on right. asking.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like you know when someone's had their first, you don't like asking when they're going to have yes, their second. Yes, yes. Bit too poop, too personal. It all holds bad. When how
1: when her. you had your third, like yeah. how long did it? Did you decide then to have a fourth? Like was what? Uh,
3: so I'm one of four right. myself. Right. So I always wanted four. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I have a great adult relationship with myself. Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah, yeah. that's so really lovely in that regard. Um. So yeah, I just sort of, from the time I had the first, I was like, I'm, like "You
1: were you were a, a, you a four child person, you know? Yeah. You just thought." And yeah. are your um, all, your siblings all in uh, Melbourne, Victoria?
3: So no, I've got one sister here, another two interstate. Yeah. So yeah, I wish they were closer, but.
0: I know, yeah. it's hard and obviously, yeah, yeah during, co- you know, it's one thing when they're interstate but it's another thing during COVID and then you can't literally cross the border to go see them.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, it did find that hard. And then um, so Gabby's eldest brother was in Queensland through that oh.
1: two years as well. Oh, no, gosh.
3: Yeah.
2: I think obviously Gabby. Wait, so oh. I managed to come back in but I can't now I get my camera to work. Sorry, my connection dropped out. That's okay. I can stay in without camera, or I can try rejoin. Do you want to just?
0: Yeah. Oh, we can chat. Oh, it's so sad not to. We can see a G on the screen, which <laughs> is sad, but we can't see yeah. you. It's it's. It, we'll we'll see how we go. If we feel like we're missing out, we'll 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 try and get your camera working again. But we'll 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 keep going, and we'll see how we go.
2: Yeah, because sure. we'd rather it's keep easy. your connect. We'd rather yes. keep your
0: connection anyway.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: So to right. to Gabby, we're gonna ask, what was your childhood like? Even though you're only nineteen, so yeah, it's really <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not like you've <laughs> gotten out of childhood yet. But growing up with lots of siblings, what was that like?
2: Oh, I loved it. Mm. Um, I wouldn't change anything about my childhood um all of us kids just got along so well we were always playing together up right up until my brother moved out of home actually we would play with each other nearly every day whether it was with lego on the trampoline um with whatever resources we had we'd find a way to make a game out of it and all play together um you know we weren't a big Fighting family, the biggest fights we ever had was who got to sit in the front seat. (laughs) Um, Good to know some things never change. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I loved our childhood. Uh, We went on amazing family holidays every year and um, having four kids is uh, like having like being one of four kids was just, and still is so good because you know, you always have one sibling to go to if the yeah. other one's annoying you or if the others are at sport. Um, there's always one sibling there, and we all have like our own very special, like, relationships between each other and um, with mum and dad as well. So, no, it was I loved my childhood so oh, much. That's so nice. Gosh,
1: isn't, you- that lo- isn't that lovely to hear, Jane?
3: Obviously, nice done a good you. job. They're your, um your mother's day moments. Right? No, yeah.
1: That's right. That's
3: the only gift I need. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's so that's really that's really special. I mean, you know, in saying that were your holidays very adventurous holidays? You know, with was, was that sort of how it all kind of started or they were just normal holidays?
2: Um they were mainly beach resort holidays, but I I think wherever we were really I I tried to find some sort of adventure if I wasn't laying by the pool or playing with, with, with my siblings. But, no, there was nothing hugely outrageous except, except maybe Africa. Yeah, so when I was 11... Um, my parents took all of us to Africa for a month, mm, and um, we went on safaris. We went shark cage diving with great whites. Wow, um, that's pretty adventurous.
0: That's not your standard family holiday.
2: <laughs> so I guess, yeah, in that sense, we did some adventurous <laughs> holidays.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. I believe everybody so, always says to us that that um, is like the most, yeah. the best holiday ever doing like safari yeah.
2: i think africa was all of our favorites yeah all the kids have said that
3: and we actually took them out of school to do that trip and they all said to us we learnt more in that month mm-hmm. they learned so much about the continent and the countries that we visited that that each time we met a new ranger or a new guide he would say oh your kids are asking intelligent questions, hmm. and I said, well, they already know what type of spots giraffe have now they want to know more <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, so that was great I, that, I mean that's
0: yeah, nothing like learning literally in in a place where you are, so yeah. I, I think that's you know especially when they're young if you if you can do it because family holidays uh i mean as you can see, lasting memories, so it's great that you. Got to do all that, especially with four kids. It's not always easy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, they were were great holidays.
1: And, Jane, obviously you you obviously have a love of extreme sports because otherwise you wouldn't have tackled the mountaineering, obviously. I mean, how did you feel when, you know, you found out your kids wanted to sort of get out and be adventurous? I, I I guess you didn't hold them back, obviously.
3: No, I didn't hold them back. I did. I, I don't have my mum anymore, so I think I looked up at her and went, "Sweet revenge."
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is what I did to you. They, oh, that's that's
1: what you did to her.
3: Uh, she would confide in a friend. I ha- found out after mum passed away that she would confide in her friend. You wouldn't guess what Jane wants to do now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't hold him back, but with this particular trip and plans, I I don't think I really believed in my heart that it would progress to the to the actual summit of Everest. I kept expecting that we'd hit a point, we'd done our best effort. Um, I don't have a background in either rock climbing or mm. mountaineering, so mm. how am I going to have the skills and experience to at least, you know, and to get there with such a young, you know, young
2: yeah.
3: daughter? Um, but what I, I'm going to say, and I'm going to question you on this, Gabby, if you think the same, but... We were due to go when Gabby was 17, postponed for two years. Um, And so going this year, I think, made Gabby a better and a stronger climber. Um, So it would, yeah, there's no way to compare now, but, and it certainly took that burden of taking. A nun, you know, a child yeah. who's under 18 yes. versus a young adult who's 19, lifted a lot of the burden at least.
1: As you from- say, may- maybe it was uh, a good omen, you know, looking yeah. at it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think I was ready to climb at 17. I mean, physically I probably was, but mentally and emotionally I think it was better that the expedition was put off for two years because, one, it gave me time to settle into my new school but also it meant then when we went to the mountains and we were living at base camp for so long, people actually treated me more like an adult whereas on previous expeditions from 16, from 16, 15 years old, you know, it was very evident that people would treat me like more a like a child yeah. and... You know, they'd ask me how is school and that was pretty much the only conversation they wanted mm-hmm, to have with mm-hmm. me and then they'd talk to mum about her job. <laughs> so um, I think 19 or this year was the right time to do it. It just, it. I mean, it's all worked out so perfectly. So I think it, it really goes to show that it was for the better.
1: Mm.
0: And I guess you got through your exams, you know, it's, it's sort of like you could put that behind you in a way. And focus on climbing, really.
2: Exactly. Like when I left Australia, there really was no, like like I don't want to say nothing else going on in my life, but there was, the only thing I needed to focus on was Everest. So I could put all of my attention onto it, which was good.
0: Yeah. And probably if you went when you were 17, you'd be thinking about the pressure you had when you got back as opposed to the other way around.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how... Gabby, how did you get into climbing? Obviously it was your passion to start climbing. Where did that come from?
2: Um, So I think from such a young age I was always on the monkey bars, always climbing up trees, climbing up poles. Whatever I could climb, I would climb up essentially. Um, But the idea was almost sprouted from... Nowhere it seems now. When I was talking to my dad, we do a lot of goal setting in my family. And it was one summer's day when I was 14, and he was like, Oh, what are your goals for school? What are your goals for life? And somehow I came up with the idea of, Oh, I'd love to climb Everest one day. I just think that would be the coolest thing I could ever do. And he was like, Well, you should probably go get like a taste of it then, go with mum. Trek to base camp and see if you like it. And so then mum and I trek to base camp and we just fell in love with it straight away and we're like, well, what can we do next? What's going to be harder? Um, if I want to do Everest, how do we get there? And we came up with a plan to spread across the next two years and and we just followed that plan and it seemed to work. That's, I <laughs> mean, essentially.
0: that's amazing. I mean, Jane, was she... From a very early age, like as a baby, could you tell she was very into climbing?
3: Um, yeah, she was the, the back of the couch <laughs> child. <laughs> We're all sitting on the couch. She's sitting mm. on the back of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and um and we would do not we would do indoor climbing sometimes, like a school holiday activity. Yeah. And she was the one who had to touch the roof in an indoor climbing centre. So yeah, she'd climb higher than her brothers just because she enjoyed it. She'd often take friends with her. So, But we didn't really, it's not like we were part of a climbing club or anything like that. So um, we do a lot of running in our family, so running marathons, ultra running, and then the kids are all into triathlon, all three of them are. <laughs> so, nice, huh? um, yeah, we're used to being outdoors and we're used to doing endurance-type sports. So I think the trekking... I made us train really hard for that first trek because I knew it was still quite serious and not really a thing that people did with teenagers.
0: No, because how old was Gabby?
3: Well, how old was she
0: for the first
2: trek?
3: Fifteen. Wow. Yeah. So I think for all the trips, Gab, what was I like? Cracking the whip with training.
2: Oh my god on my back every day Gabby we need to train Gabby mm-hmm. this is serious <laughs> and me being the naive teenager I was or still am was like yeah I, I'm training mum
1: you're like I'll the wing it
2: once a week yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, which which kind of leads me to uh, you Jane how long before the climb did you start training and what was the training like
3: yeah so between like leading into The first trek we did to base camp, we'd go up to sort of the hills sort of half an hour, an hour from home in the Dandenong region, Dandenongs, do that once or twice over the weekend, gradually carrying more weight. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we discovered, so between each climb we did, we would increase the training that we did at home. Um, Then we discovered there was an altitude gym in our area, so we would do personal training in there or just on the treadmill on the incline or wow. um and then just try to do running in between, and then once a week up until twenty twenty once a week, we would meet at a climbing gym as well, and we'd do an hour so gab would come after school with her school bag and <sighs> change out of her uniform with this mother and daughter trio would and- be climbing up. Climbing and then that's jump in it. the car before the parking meter expired and race back home. <laughs> six, get on with six, dinner. Six, yeah,
0: get on yeah. with yeah, get yeah. on with the other yeah. three, yeah, and and feeding right, right,
3: out. Yeah,
0: Yeah, <laughs> and homework yeah. and everything. I mean, yeah. do you feel like, Gabby, that was easy for you to kind of fit in with a school schedule? I mean, I can't imagine, Jane, what that's like fitting in with a work schedule as well because it obviously is not just a once-a-week kind of personal training session?
2: Um, For me, it was probably more so the social side of school, which I was really adamant to not miss out on. I constantly wanted to be with my friends, especially in the lead up to Everest right after school had finished. So I had three or four months of um, with my friends where we just wanted to hang out every day, have fun, you know, because we been in lockdown all year, you'd finally finished school, we just wanted to have fun and always hang out. So trying to fit in training in that. um, Mentally, I just, not not that I didn't want to, I just had struggle, I struggled to um, make that my number one priority over seeing my friends. Um, But, with school, no, I, I think I actually managed school and climbing pretty well. Um, in year nine and ten I actually missed quite a bit of school being away on trips um, and the school was very accommodating of that. They understood if I missed parts of the criteria they just wouldn't test me on it um, and then they gave me time to catch up. Um, so in the school regard, no, I, I found it pretty manageable.
0: That's pretty impressive because how many climbs did you have to do before you started Everest? How many mountains did you or did um, you just do so more treks than climbing?
2: We did, we did four trips to Nepal. Um, I did one of them with my dad. Um, so that involved three different mountains. Um, we did a trip to New Zealand in 2018 as like a mountaineering course um and then on a family holiday we also did a small climb in Malaysia um so yeah in comparison to most people it was it was very fast-tracked and we didn't do an abundance of climbing but uh surprisingly when we got to Everest I still felt like one of the most experienced climbers there, I think just because we had done an 8,000-metre mountain previous to Everest.
1: Wow, that's interesting. So other people seemed, what, obviously uh, pretty unprepared for it, do you, you know, compared to what you had achieved, obviously.
2: Yeah, you'd you'd meet people who didn't know how to put their crampons on their feet. Um people who just assumed that their guide would do everything Mm. for them and then, you know, lack of experience in high altitude, Mm. which I thought was like the main thing, you know, because you really don't know how your body's going to react to high altitudes. Um, So that's why I think it's so necessary to at least do (laughs) 7,000, but 8,000 would be my recommendation to anyone. (laughs)
0: So, yes, if anyone thinking of Everest, you've got Gabby's must-do list before you hit (laughs) Everest. But speaking of what it does to your body, Jane, you were saying before, and so whether you or Gabby want to share what actually happened, we can go back to the climb afterwards, but what happened to your body or more specifically your brain while you were up there with the altitude?
3: I, I had an issue where um, when we were descending after our summit, um, my, my eyes were affected. Mm. I, I just was affected by, either by the, the extreme cold or the extreme altitude. So they, my eyesight wasn't as sharp and so I was quite slow descending. And then when we, so we slept at Camp 4 that night rather than coming down lower to Camp 2. And Gabby was staying at that camp because she was doing second mountain. And through the night, um, I, I woke up and I thought I was being quite rational. I was rearranging the tent at 10 p.m. at night and talking to Gabby. And she called out to the Sherpa and said, I think Mum's oxygen tank has run out. Uh-huh. And she. I'll,
2: I'll let you know what uh, Mum said. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> the
3: I'm
2: trying to heart. fall asleep. <laughs> I'm trying to fall asleep because I've got to go summit another mountain the next, at like midnight this night. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I start hearing mum make some really strange noises. Um, And then I look over and she's up on her knees with her sleeping bag over her head like a little caterpillar. And I was like, mum, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, well, I had a dream. And she's doing it in this very airy voice. I had a dream and Jensen, our chef, had a dream about oxygen and now the dreams have collided and the dreams are all messed up so I need to clean the tent to separate the dreams. (laughs) And I'm looking at her like, what What? are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Oh, my God, Mum is losing the plot. (laughs) So I look at her oxygen bottle and it's on zero. She's completely run out of oxygen and especially when you have a mask on, and there's no oxygen flow from the bottle. Your oxygen intake is even more restricted because of this mask of covering the face. Mm. So I have no idea how long her tank's been empty for. For the last fifteen minutes, she was making really funny, weird worm-like noises. Um, so I yell out to the Sherpas in the next tent, to our guides, and I was like, "We're out. Mum's out of oxygen. Can we grab her a new tank? She's been really freaky." Um, so we swap, we swap our oxygen. She's still sitting up on her knees. I'm like, come on, mum, let's get you lie lay down. Which where do you want to put your head? And you're like. I don't know which way is up or down. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm. So finally she's, she's lying down going back to bed and she's going to me, Gabby, I'm fine. It was just a dream. I'm Okay. <laughs> and I'm lying there like in tears, mm. terrified mom was going to die. Oh, oh no. my God, it was so scary. And I'm going, I have to go climb a mountain in like a few hours and I can't sleep because what if this happens again? And, oh, it was so scary. But it's a pretty funny story given everything was okay.
1: Thank goodness. Thank goodness, yeah. And, and obviously, Jane, do you, do you remember any of that?
2: I remember all
3: of it. Oh, yeah. okay. So, well, I even know the reason why I couldn't put my head down um, because I knew one side of the tent had our soiled gear in it and I wanted to make sure my head was at the other end of the tent. So I can remember it. But when any, any, anything happens at high altitude, so if you have a cough, you assume it's altitude sickness. If you yeah. have an upset stomach, you assume it's altitude sickness. If you're having trouble breathing or anything. So uh, I'm not even going to try and say I was just talking in my sleep. Mm. You just have to assume that's altitude sickness. So Gabby what, you know, went above and she did what you would expect yeah. anyone to do in that the care that she took of me and alerting the Sherpa. And, and you told me that Tendi commented about that afterwards, didn't you, Gab?
2: Yeah, he said that's why we have people on the mountain share a tent. So even if I was just going by mm, myself, I a good would be in idea. A tent with either my Sherpa yep. or with somebody else who was climbing. Um, because like imagine if your oxygen tank ran out you wouldn't. after midnight when I was climbing Lhotse, there would have been no one in the tent. Mm. No one to stop you from cleaning the tent. And God knows what you would have done. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. No, in that regard, we were lucky. We were lucky
0: oh, lucky. 100%. And I guess it's, you know, obviously there's a lot more than just, you know, walking on a treadmill and, and doing climbs before. I'm sure there's a lot in terms of safety and just being aware when you do climb because those sorts of things can make difference big difference to somebody's life and it's hard enough I mean I'm sure for you Jane being with Gabby you felt super protective being the mum but then on top of that for Gabby she also would feel the same way because it's her mum so you know it was probably you were the best partners to be with each other on that climb
2: yeah and I think the other thing which happens when we do climb together is it's it's I think it becomes less a mother-daughter relationship and more so like a friendship because, well, mum doesn't have all her regular motherly duties, I suppose, to do. She doesn't have the other kids to take care of. She doesn't have to worry about anything essentially aside from climbing. So we're both just fixated on climbing this mountain and doing it together as a team. You know, I I didn't have mum doing my laundry. We would do it together. Mum wasn't cooking. I I wouldn't go to her with all of my problems, um. So it's so much just equally h- trying to help each other just get to the summit. I mean, obviously
1: you're a very close mother and daughter before anyway. This must though, on bond your relationship, you know, because obviously only the two of you experiencing that together. I mean, obviously. Gabby has climbed with, obviously, her father. But to be able to share that together must be the most amazing experience, you know, I mean, a lifetime, a lifetime of an experience to share together.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing, at least with Gabby heading off overseas after this trip, sometimes we would have to bite our tongue to make sure we didn't slip back into our little in-jokes too to exclude others in, in the yeah. family because we had a lot of mm. uh, often very intense moments and certainly on the earlier trips when it wasn't as serious, we'd often have a lot of really silly moments. So <sighs> the tent next to us would often be going, what were you two doing last mm-hmm. night? <laughs> I regressed to 16 and we sometimes just giggle. And that's so nice, words. having
0: a lot of laughs. That's impor- yeah. It's important and obviously it, it motivated you both through it because it's n- – very clearly, not something that you just decide to do on a Sunday afternoon. No. So, having each other really would have motivated you if you were having a like. Do you feel like if you were having a moment where you're like, I can't do this, that you sort of propped each other up when you needed it, whether it was on Everest or one of the other climbs.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think we got pretty good at learning how to motivate the other person and how to comfort the other person in that sense because, you know, sometimes it was a laugh that you needed, sometimes it was a hug that you needed Um, and I think we got pretty good at recognising what the other person needed at different times pretty well. That's so nice.
3: Yeah, definitely. And this trip particularly, again, that maturity that Gabby had, she was doing a lot of supporting of me. So even up to the point of Camp 4, I thought I'd used all my energy getting to Camp 4 and I was unsure if I was going to get a summit in. And she said, just don't be negative. You can't <laughs> you can't be negative while we're here. You have to be able to do You this. can do it. And, and you know you can do it. So, yeah. It's amazing. And
1: yeah. you, you probably thought, you know, Jane, that you were there going to be You know, the backbone for Gabby, and maybe, you know, you saw how strong obviously Gabby was and how, you know, she supported you, obviously.
3: Oh, definitely. And interestingly, we read an article because we'd done our very first trip in with a a journalist who's a friend, and he wrote an article about how his son is two years older than Gab, so his son was 17 and they're trekking to base camp, and that's exactly what he saw. So it was really interesting to then have that occur for me and go, yeah, it does. Your, your children grow up and um, there comes a time where it becomes a little bit more mutual. And then the other thing that we had was the homesickness just wasn't wasn't as strong as what everyone else would have experienced because we had a little bit of home. Together. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 So you weren't sharing a tent at a high altitude with a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah.
0: definitely would help. It's, you know, one of those things if you needed that final push having a family member or a close friend or a partner definitely would help more than someone random who doesn't really know you to try get you to get up and go. Yeah, yeah to dig
3: deeper. Yeah, up. no, that's, I completely agree. That's so agree. true. If I was a camp four with a stranger, you know, a new climbing partner, you say the thing you're expected to say. Gabby could be quite raw and say, stop it, Mum. <laughs>
1: Just get on with uh, it, Mum. You, yeah, As you say, yeah. you can do it.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and like it's the type of environment where you really don't have any room for this like excess baggage essentially, the mountains. Like you can only afford to be thinking about the mountains while you're there hmm. and that's just what I had to say to mum. I was like, you know that you're physically strong enough because if you weren't, you wouldn't make it this far um, it's just that mental game of being able to switch it all off and focus essentially on what you're doing. So, um, yeah, there was nothing more I wanted than for mum to get to the summit. I knew that she was more than capable, so she just needed to hear it, I suppose.
0: And what from base camp to summit, What, how long does that take? And I know it varies obviously because of weather and things like that, but for you guys, how long? Was that trek?
2: I think that was four days. Mm. So we went directly from base camp all the way to camp two. Um, then we had a rest day at camp two, and then we went to camp three. Then the next day to camp four, and then so yeah, it took four days to get to camp four. And then you we arrived around eleven a.m. and then you sleep or rest try to get as much rest as you can through the day. And mum headed off to the summit around 6.30pm that evening and I was following around 9.30pm. Yeah. Was
0: that hard or is that what you have to do? You have to kind of take it separately? You can't go together at once?
2: Um, If we went together, so... I have a very fast climbing pace, just and just because I'm so young um, I'm so if we climber. did <laughs> if we did head off at the same time, we wouldn't have stood on the summit together just because right, right. it is such a harsh environment and such tough mental conditions that you really can't afford to do anything but your own pace. It just um. I think for me mentally if I had to go um, at a different pace, I just um, it, mentally I would get It would hard, be hard,
1: yeah. But yeah, So you were so at the so summit together, together.
2: together. and, mm, and yes. how, was,
1: how was that? I mean what was that like?
2: Mum?
3: So the one word we keep using is surreal. Yeah. Everything about being on the summit was just surreal. But to be there together, so because I headed off first, I actually led the way up the mountain. So mm. I had two guides with me, um, Pasang Sherpa and Lupka assisting me. Um, so I was watching the torchlights behind me and I could see as we were reaching there's an area of the south summit, which is just sort of the lowest section before you head up the ridge, and I could see the torches approaching. So that was making me a bit anxious. And then the first two torches that came around the corner on this south summit, very snowy section, I saw Tendi's face and I saw Gabby and (sighs) my heart just burst. Mm. It was like, they've caught me (laughs) and we're inside of the summit. We're going to get there together. So in our minds we were like the logistics is too difficult to assume. From the very
2: beginning, yeah, Mm. we were like it's, I think after Choi Yu and me in the summit before and waiting up there for you, we were told no, you there's no way you'll be able to wait on top of the summit of Everest for your mum. So, I guess essentially it's so hard to time it that we just thought it was so impossible to ever stand on top of the summit together. So, mm. then when our Sherpas timed it perfectly, it was yeah, isn't that it great? It all, yeah. all,
1: all fell into place for, for both of you,
3: yeah, yeah. And so, they do like. T- To me, they are the absolute heroes of the Himalayas. So even just to hear now Gabby say, I can't walk or climb at a different pace that that doesn't suit my body, well, that's exactly what the two Sherpas with me were doing. Mm. They were having to go at the pace that That you could cope with. Yeah. And what you can't predict is, what one, you don't know how many people are going to go for the summit that day, and we were lucky. There was only about 70, so there was probably sixty odd people between us. <laughs> that means crazy. that Gabby passed all of those oh, people. Oh my on the gosh. Way so I'm sure well,
0: um, she's she was the youngest. I, so yes. I assume that's that says a lot as to how she yeah. passed that many yeah. people yeah, but on the mountain. I don't way. know how many
3: females were on the mountain that day. there was actually another mother daughter duo, which is quite amazing. Oh wow. So there was two mother daughter duos on the mountain on the same day and we were the only ones in the whole camp. Um, it would be a handful of we had another woman in our team but the you know I think the percentage is something like only 25 percent of climbers are women that's mm. of your your um, commercial climbers and then all the support crew are predominantly men like yeah. that would be 90 95 percent men so for Gabby to you know not just as the youngest but as a strong female to to climb past all the, the climbers on the mountain that day on I just know she's got a strong future ahead of yeah, her. Yeah, I was, was going to say so.
0: what an achievement because it's sort of yeah. like you, if you've climbed Mount Everest, I mean re- realistically it's, one, the highest point, but it's sort of like where, where do you go next? When, What's your next achievement? Because you can't really go Everything, pales, everything. Pales, <laughs> pales into, <laughs> I don't know. yeah. Where do you go next after Everest? Um,
2: so I'm not sure. There was a Netflix documentary which came out. About a year ago now, called Fourteen Peaks, with a Sherpa climber called Nims Day, where he summited all fourteen of the mountains above eight thousand meters. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try be the youngest person to ever climb all fourteen.
1: Goodness but- me! And
0: Jane, are you it's, it's tagging along planning. with? Are you tagging along, or or is Gabby doing the solo now? <laughs>
3: So she's going to embark solo. So when I was, because I had a few things happen, so with the yes, the uh, hallucinations and the problems with my eyesight, as I was coming down, so between Camp 4 and Camp 3, you hit a point where you're getting really hot. So you take off the down suit that we're wearing that's designed for over 8,000 metres. So when you're getting closer to 6, you get really hot in those suits. And I actually said to Persang, I actually want to donate this to you. I, I think I'm, I've done two thousand or two 8,000-metre summits and my body didn't cope as well this time as last time I think that I'm done. So he shoved that really quickly. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thank you. Okay, <laughs> thanks. We're, we're, that's over $1,000 worth oh, of There. Wow. Um, yeah, I want it back now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I'm not Sorry. I'm not letting you do another eight thousand. Ah, I'm not my responsibility to say no. I'll be that all right tricky.
3: on that as Everything else is lower than Choi Yu, so I'll just I won't go to eight eight. It was eight thousand is fine. You my know your limits now. Bad. Yeah, I know learned from my mistakes. So yeah, clearly she's doing them in hiding.
1: Isn't that, I just, see. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and Gabby sounds like she's taking charge. She's yeah, she's just saying <laughs> no mum. <laughs> no mum. <laughs>
3: I like do like you really want to. will let say no back. Come <laughs> on, we'll just be there with a flag
0: at the bottom just waving to you yeah. just yeah. to the make sure.
3: Yeah, um, can you, you'll have to chain me to base apparently.
1: I, I mean, obviously with that, uh, obviously um, ahead of you, Gabby, I mean what – I know you're taking a gap year. Is that what you will actually concentrate on? I mean, are you – or you – Planning on doing something at uni, obviously, or or just adventure. It seems to be where you want to head.
2: At the moment, it's just adventure. So uni, I guess now that this plan is underway, um, yeah, uni's pu- pushed back at least another year, um, which really doesn't faze me. I feel like I you're young, like sure, uni's on my radar at some point, but it's not to me an essential for life i think i can get by doing cool stuff and sounds be like it well you l- it. probably learned but a I lot would.
0: on on the road or on on the trek i would say that's for sure life lessons on the yeah, road
2: exactly and um well i always want to adventure so my life will always revolve somewhat around mountaineering or i would love to get into rock climbing go see the north and south pole you know, there's an endless list of adventuring to be done. So and where the, my career will probably be somewhat based around all of that. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I won't rule anything out. But
1: We'll just have to yeah. watch watch your future and there could be a, a, a wonderful movie about both of you as well I and was say, your, yeah, your get, life. Get onto Netflix for that one. I feel like that's only fair.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll try. Yeah, Netflix
3: series in
2: 14 parts, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, given it's because the way Nims did it, the guy who has his Netflix film, um, was he wanted to do it the fastest. So he did it within seven months. But Mm. if I'm spanning it out across a year or two. Oh, yeah, just a year. I mean, sure, (laughs) we'll figure something out.
1: Yeah, just take a movie production (laughs) along with you.
0: Yeah. I love that just yeah. 14 summits in a year it's not a big it's just that's the slow I love that that's the slow lane for yeah. for yeah. climbing
3: because well, Gabby did two mountains on this trip so she woke up that morning and did lotsy that's- and in base camp before we'd even headed off we realized that we were going to be finished two weeks earlier because the season the weather in this season was just really really positive for climbing perfect
2: so perfect yeah
3: perfect for climbing and so there was already talk in the camp of, oh, maybe we can take you off to Mukaloo, another 8,000 meter peak nearby. So we were already talking about a Moving third on one.
0: To the next one. And I
3: was just like, I used to wonder how people would say, oh, and then I just decided to do this one and I just decided to do that one. But once your body is acclimatized, it um, keep going. That's when it actually makes the most sense. And if you've got time in the season, because the other thing is, there's only two seasons this area so um and then pakistan has a different season and that's got another because all of these peaks are in the himalayas and they're just between pakistan and Nepal. (laughs) so yeah you're limited in when you can climb so it actually makes sense to try and i guess as you say weren't weren't you You lucky that the
1: that the weather was on your side like it was obviously everything just worked out perfectly for the both of you
2: Yeah, it did. It was a really great season and we couldn't have asked for it really to go any smoother.
0: Fantastic. And I guess if you've done all that training, you might as well just keep climbing, I guess, as they say.
2: Exactly. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's my motto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I think climbing. (laughs) Yeah. Once I have this baby, that's, yeah, mum and I are just going to start our climbing no, it's never going. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> sorry. We are not the out. We are very honest. We are not the outdoorsy type. We just, it's just. Well, I can
3: tell you when you've got t- two toddlers on your newborn's pram and you're pushing that uphill. That's where. That, the uh, going. I mean, that a, that's is a enough climb. Climb. That's enough. That climbing. is enough
0: for me. hundred yeah. percent. I don't need any more weight added to that. That is a hundred percent true. But at least the conditions are a little bit more pleasant <laughs> than ever. I assume. Yes. I would assume. I, you know. Yeah. Probably a bit quieter on Everest than it is having three children under five or six.
2: Anyway. Yeah. 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 We were young. We never stopped.
3: You stayed pretty talkative, Gab.
2: Yes, that is a good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys do in your downtime then? Because obviously you can't, well, I mean, Gabby seems to always want to be climbing, but what, what do you do in your downtime when you're not in training mode?
2: Um, so most of my time is spent with friends. Um, I try to keep active. Before leaving for this whole trip this year, I was working lots. I was working two jobs to save up to come to Europe. Um, I love spending time with my family. We get brunches quite often. Uh yeah, that's I, as long as I'm talking to people and being social, I'm quite happy.
1: Doesn't sound like yeah. you're um, much of I'm going to say TV watchers. But no. You sound too adventurous and active a family to to just be just sit and relax sitting
0: but I'm, on the TV. Maybe,
1: but maybe you do. But
2: yeah, um, surprisingly,
3: TV, but- <laughs> Yes, surprisingly,
2: I've seen like every single movie to ever exist. Oh, really? Nope. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do
1: you fit it into that's, your life? Goodness me. Yeah. Honestly.
2: Yeah, mornings There's, are
3: busy, afternoons and evenings are for relaxing. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I
1: yeah. mean, how many
0: hours when you're actually climbing, how many hours, I guess, within, let's say, a 24-hour period, because obviously you're not always climbing during certain hours, how many hours do you climb when you're summiting Everest, as an example?
2: Um, so the summit day? Um, it took me seven hours to get to the summit, and it took me two hours to get down from the summit. Gosh, mum was a bit longer.
0: That's, I mean, the endurance is amazing.
2: Yeah, so mum's amazing at endurance, mum's done a few 90-kilometre races. That's Gosh. the one over in Africa. She's done over 10 marathons, um, ultra-marathons in Canberra and across the world as well. So she's really the ultra star. Well,
1: obviously, um, the, I would say. obviously an inspiration. You are an inspiration to obviously not only Gabby, to your other children. I mean, you know, like talk about, you know, a role model in life. It's amazing. You know, honestly, so impressive.
3: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Something that I made a point of doing was constantly checking in on the other three, but uh, I'm doing a lot with Gab. It's taking my time up. It's taking me away. Um, how do you feel about that? So because it started when Gab was 15, uh, um, I offered the younger too. Sam actually did a trip to Nepal when he was 15, which was with school. Oh, wow. So I offered the younger two, what is it that you'd like to do? And and Joe actually said, I'm not even interested in climbing. <laughs> <that thing." laughs> he's more interested in cars, so he wants to do up an old. So he bought himself a, a shell of an old car that he's been working on. So that that's his thing. So don't ask for help from me for that yeah.
0: one. <laughs> You're like, I can't help you on that one.
3: Yeah. yeah. Then Anna turns 15 this year, so I feel like, all right, I can – I can do anything that you want with you. If you want to go visit orangutans in Borneo, she loves animals. Do you want to go back to Africa and do something there because she was really young, she doesn't remember. I don't know, whatever she chose. She's our little acrobat, so she would probably choose to go to Paris and join Cirque du Soleil or something Mm. like that. Sorry. but one thing that Sam the oldest said to me, so he was he was doing his VCE year twelve in the year that we went to Choyu and I was away for five weeks. And he said, Well, it's it's not like you're gonna help me study, mum, as much as you offer. You <laughs> <laughs> don't know what we're doing. And as long as I get fed and I've got a clean uniform to get to school in, that's what I need from home. And then he closed that conversation with. And if my sister was to climb Mount Everest, I would just be so proud. Oh, that's love. so and nice!
1: Did he say that? Oh, isn't that sweet? You didn't know that, Gabby. But, um, obviously, I didn't yeah. know he said
2: that.
3: Yeah, oh, that's so he so nice. said, "No, I'd just be super proud of my sister if she could do that." And
0: that's and amazing love. because you know the, the thing is, I, I was thinking this whole time: how do the other kids feel knowing you have this? A special bond with Gabby and B the time it takes, obviously, away from them, how they feel about it. But clearly, they're so supportive of both of you. Very obviously, having heard that, that it didn't bother them at all.
3: Yeah, probably not at yeah. all. I'm sure there was times. So a lot in the last. So, how much did you
0: spend? Oh, Nothing yeah. T T
3: wasn't when I'm ready to. Um, yeah, so so in that regard, I think, yeah,
2: they were. They definitely. Really? They definitely, though. um It was a long time to be away from home and also in a period of when your parents are going through a separation to try and navigate that with one of your parents being away for two months. I think they definitely missed mum a lot um, and it it wasn't, like, particularly easy having mum gone. But, no, I'm very lucky that... All of my siblings were so supportive. Isn't that and, great? You know, just, you know, there was no resentment or anything. Isn't nice. that lovely? I got so much attention.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, they were all just so proud and so excited by it, especially like when it hit Australia and it hit the news. You know, they were so excited. They were like, all oh, of my, like, everyone at school is coming up mm, to me oh. saying, it's, it's Gabby your sister. is lovely? That's cute. I mean, I guess also for them,
0: it's, it's a proud moment as opposed to, you know, if they were passionate about climbing and you kind of parked them on the side, you could understand if there was any resentment. Mm-hmm. But clearly everyone has their own passions that they want to pursue and they know whatever yeah. they want to do, you on the flip side will support them when they're, they're ready to do what they want to do.
2: Yeah, I think that's what is so great about our family is there really is no limit. I suppose to what you can do. And if, if you have some crazy, outrageous idea of whatever it is, um, like when my little brother's ready to start his own business or, you know, whatever my little sister comes up with or anything really that mum and dad and all of us kids are just gonna be so supportive and help do anything that we can to make it happen. Yeah, it's it's quite a unique way i think to look at life and the family dynamic it's created is um i wouldn't change it for anything. Isn't
1: that lovely. You're a very wise young woman. Yes. For being 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank Maybe you. Maybe it's 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 the lack of altitude
0: that <laughs> helps too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I finally got all this oxygen back in my brain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, w- we want to thank you so much. We're going to jump Before we let you go, we're going to jump into our All About Us section. Mm -hmm. So one word to describe your relationship when Gabby was a teenager, although she's she's still still 19. 19, So So, still now. Still now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Headstrong. (laughs) So she puts her mind. Am I allowed to say more? Yes, (laughs) of course. course.
1: Of course. course.
3: Yeah. So she would be the one that... uh, Oh, can I go out Saturday night? Were well, you doing year 12? You went out Friday night. Oh, but I have to do this one and I have to do that one. I'm like, well, why are you asking me if you're not going to listen to me?
0: <laughs> oh, good to know that never changes because we get yeah. the same in my yeah. house. Okay. So I,
3: I would process that by thinking, well, if she takes that into life and she's that assertive going forward with other people, then she'll be okay. So it's just testing.
0: I'll keep, that, very in I'll keep yeah. that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. Well, how would you describe your relationship, Gabby? Um, ooh.
2: uh, very fluctuating. We have uh, a lot of ups and then a lot of downs, so it's quite a fluctuating relationship. But when it is up, um, it's I would say more sisterly than mother-daughter.
1: Well I, I guess yeah. Jane you've obviously like she's such a level-headed girl obviously that you trust whatever she's going to do and, and you know she's got such a commitment and so confident I guess you, well as I've said you've done a you've done a great job and no, And uh, Jane what characteristics do you think Gabby has of you?
3: I think it is the adventurous strength the the extreme so uh I, I grew up in scouting, so I was doing a lot of outdoor activities. We used to kayak whitewater rivers, that was our thing. And then once I was sort of Gabby's age, I actually took up skydiving and scuba diving. So I've always loved cooking <laughs> my body. And I come from a family of runners. So <laughs> my younger two younger siblings were both uh very accomplished runners. So <laughs> um yeah, she's actually inherited both of those. Mm. <laughs> she's a good runner <laughs> as well. But that ability to just not be afraid mm. to try those things, yeah.
0: And, Gabby, what characteristics do you think you got from your mum?
2: Obviously the adventuring. Um, but, no, I like to think that um, my kindness comes from mum and my selflessness. <laughs> Comes from mum because mum is really like the most selfless person I know. Oh, that's so nice. I'm (laughs) slowly learning um, to be more selfless. And that's her teaching me.
1: Yeah. Very nice. And I mean, obviously, I guess this is going to be an obvious answer. Most memorable moment in your relationship?
3: You go first with this one, Gab. It's (laughs) got to be the.
0: It would be funny if you said, oh, no, just let me grab lunch, you know, before we left.
2: (laughs) It's probably actually for me the summit of Troy U, the mountain we did back when I was 16 because um, I got to the summit with my guide Funaru and I was like wait mum's not here I need to wait for mum I need to stand on the summit with mum and he was like I don't know if we can wait that long you know we're at a very high altitude we should probably go down and I started crying because I was like well all of this effort and this whole journey mum and I have been on to not stand on the summit together so I was quite emotional and I was crying and then all of a sudden we'd stayed quite long on the summit and I can see these figures appearing up to the summit and then I realised it was mum mm. and her guide and it just made me cry even more because oh. I was like, oh, God, I actually, I'm so proud of her for being here and we get to be here together and it's just like the perfect ending.
1: Oh, is that lovely? So That's I,
2: nice. I think I Choi Yu Summit probably.
1: Mm. Yeah. Would you say the same, Jane?
3: Uh, well, I didn't have that same experience because I was just chasing her up there. On the <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realise that that's how she felt until afterwards. Um, and so for me, that moment when she came around the corner and I saw her mm. and we were going to summit together because I wasn't expecting it, um, that that was. But but the other moments that are really special to me are, are actually when the, the kids are really young. So they're they're the times I miss now. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't like saying this too loud to my older kids, but I'm incredibly clucky for grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> like you,
1: oh, they, it's
3: it's amazing. I well, know, uh, it's amazing. Well, I was going to say, well, I think, um, Gabby, maybe not. those moments when they were so young and, and just so unconditionally loving that, you know, every moment is special. You're trying to sleep in and they come in t- to yeah. bed, you know yeah we all fit in the big bed or uh we're, we all sit on the couch together uh i had a babysitter that used to describe the kids as being like four little puppies so mm. whenever there was an ad in the movie they were watching they jump on the floor and they wrestle mm. and the eldest one knew not to be too rough with the youngest one because the the rule was the game stops when one person cries and oh, then they'd go, that's a good rule that, that is a good rule that's a finish that's a finish yeah. and then they'll go Four of them back up, up on the couch, oh and sweet, sit
1: and watch a movie. Oh, that's
3: so sweet. Those moments with having Gabby amongst all their siblings, which are also my most memorable. Oh, because that's lovely. Those ones are the memories that—that's what they are now. Yeah, yeah. No, that. Oh, so, that's it's really,
1: used. that's really special.
3: Yeah.
0: Who gives the best advice?
3: to uh, uh, be me, but I think it's you now. <laughs>
2: Um, I think, well, yeah, I used to, especially back when I was like 15, 16 and you're managing friendships and school, um, I turned to mum a lot always for advice, you know, advice with boyfriends and everything. Um, Ah, no, mum, you still give the best advice. Like I come overseas into Europe to travel for, I think I'm here for four months total and I was like, going to be independent you know it's fine I don't really get homesick um and I'm on the phone to mum every second or third day asking for advice on what to do with every which situation now so yeah mum's always someone I go to for advice and she does give good advice
1: that's that's good that's good mum to know that you still need it obviously yeah so obviously Gabby you um you speak to your mum like as you say while you're away you know every second or third day if you can or or
2: sometimes yeah about that and she downloaded snapchat to talk to my little sister so we text a bit on that which is funny um, yeah
3: cuz yeah. you've got this old person discovering filters for the first time
2: so as you
0: as long as you're always learning i guess is
3: yeah yeah. How yeah. you have to look yeah. at it sometimes. I only have two friends or two followers. What are they called on Snapchat, Gav? Yeah, I don't even know that. Uh, I guess friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just something simple like friends. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So is there anything you've always wanted to ask each other or tell each other but never have?
2: Mum, you go first. Um, I think you've answered
3: a few of those just in those earlier. I think because sometimes I I don't trust in myself enough. I probably just want to ask have and yeah you've answered it have I done the right job as a cuz when your kids are a certain age you just feel like you're the most embarrassing parent <laughs> and that they yeah they don't want to know you, they don't want you around, please don't come inside, please don't let them see your car.
2: So I guess uh, that's, that's normal mum stuff. That's
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. but I'm are just super confident and I don't think I really have been through life. I just want to know if, I, if I've done all right. Uh-uh. Um, I, would say I would say yes. I, I, <laughs> so this is a question for Gabby. I
0: was going to say I only know one, <laughs> I only really know, only partially one of your kids now and I would say very confidently yes, I would say you've done a great job as a mum, that's for sure. Thank you.
2: Um, yeah, you've raised well, four like incredible kids who are all gonna do amazing things. I know I put you through hell at times and it was probably those times where you're like, What went wrong? Why is Gabby doing this? Um, but that was in my head normal teenage stuff that it was just, you know, it was my duty <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah. and your duty as a mum to get annoyed. Uh but no, you, I really wouldn't change a single thing about my childhood or my upbringing. It was just so perfect, and you know, it's you know enabled us kids to all have perfect relationships and created so many opportunities for us kids to really just spread go do whatever we want.
1: Spread their wings and climb mountains, obviously.
2: Which exactly?
3: Which whatever they need to do to fly. Yeah.
1: Which we look forward to, obviously, seeing what you do in your future, Gabby. Obviously, you've got uh, an amazing life ahead of you, and and just of achievements, and and just uh, we we look forward to seeing what you what more adventures you do.
0: I look forward to the Netflix documentary. I think that's got to happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we make sure they focus on some of the PR we did and the podcasts we recorded? Yes. <laughs> Also yeah, that yes.
1: Good. Love we'll, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this has been the most enjoyable podcast. Thank you so much for very inspiring. Very inspiring. And Gabby, have continue, um, have a wonderful time away in Europe. Stay safe. Very well deserved break. Yep.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, and thank you. No, and, and thank George thank Ella. you,
1: Jane. Thank you, Gabby, and yeah, just Enjoy life, which you obviously make the most of.
2: Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at mothers
1: If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and
0: don't forget to call your mum.